0: From what's on to what matters, it's Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the Morning, only on Newcastle Live. Welcome back to the program. It was a very mixed reaction to the budget, but overall it's pretty positive for the hunter. There are some things that we missed out on, but overwhelmingly it uh, it is a lot more positive than what we were expecting. Joining me on the line now uh, to speak about it from a business perspective, it is the Business Hunter president, Tony Rhodes. Good morning and welcome, Tony.
1: Good morning, Tracy.
0: Now, how are you feeling this morning? Um, I know that uh, speaking with Bob yesterday, it was kind of a a case of, "Oh, what are we going to get? What are we going to miss out on? What are we going to miss out on?" seemed to be the big uh, the big question. But we haven't done too badly at all.
1: No, I agree, um, and, and you're, you're dead right. We uh, we never expected any uh, any great windfall announcements, but we certainly were concerned that um, you know some of those that have been previously promised may have been removed. But that doesn't appear to be the case overwhelmingly.
0: Now, what is one of the most uh, – what's the most exciting budget announcement that uh, that you heard come through last night? What one really made you go, yes, we got that?
1: Yeah, well, again, not so much that we got it, but that it was uh, – the commitment retained. Mm. Um, and for me, we we hold the uh, – probably two of the biggest assets uh, for the, the state and the nation, and that being our port and our airport. And we've got to see those more, uh, more utilised. They're underutilised at the moment. The fact, the commitments to both of those with the uh, energy commitment for Newcastle Port and the um, yeah, the upgrades to the terminal for uh, the airport, they were maintained. So, so that's good news and that momentum can keep going.
0: And look, that's a big thing, isn't it? I mean, in private enterprise, we always talk about, you know, u- utilising your best asset and your suppliers, all of those kind of, you know, the cliched talk. But that is these two assets are our greatest asset, aren't they?
1: They absolutely are, but this region, and we need to be better at selling ourselves as an asset to the nation. Because you know, history shows that a dollar invested in this region, whether it be private or public, um, brings great returns. And we've got to sell that message to the world. Um, that, that's our government, and also, but to, uh, to private enterprise.
0: That's so novocastrian, isn't it? It's such a novocastrian thing to do that we don't promote ourselves, we don't self-promote, we are the worst at telling other people about how good we are.
1: I couldn't agree more and, and we tend to take um, you know a negative view on a lot of mm. occasions and we look for the things that we missed out on rather than those that we've received so we've really got to lift our sights there, um, we, we are you know in, a, in an increasingly connected world um, you know, we're finding more and more people want to come and live mm. here and why is that? Because it's such a wonderful place, in Simmel.
0: We need to do some self love as a, as a community don't we about ourselves, we need to get some self love yep. out there
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. It, it, look, it sounds cliche, but it is. You know, we've always had this silly, silly attitude that, you know, we're underneath Sydney, you know, everything stops at the Hawkesbury. That's such a bygone day. You know, we, we are the powerhouse of the state and we need to stand up like the forwards in the Newcastle Knights and, uh, and really shout that to, to the rooftops.
1: Some might say the forges in Newcastle Knights need to stand up at the moment as well, but let's not, not go there. I, I was going. The,
0: I was going the women's side tone. We, we were talking the women. I,
1: so I, yes, there's one. There's one natural male bias there. I should have appreciated that because it's absolutely they're going great and showing what can be achieved.
0: Yeah, but exactly. No,
1: you're right. As a region, and, and, and this is an increasingly connected world. Um, you know, regions. Can stand up. You don't need to be a major city to be a player on the world stage these days. Yeah. Um, I think we're starting to realise that, and certainly the world's starting to recognise that. And we're seeing increasingly, even through Business Hunter, um, you know, in this last 12 months, we've had business delegations from India, Japan, South Korea. We've got some uh, Danish delegations um, and, and someone from Finland coming out in recent in coming months. Um, the world's founders, uh, we need to engage.
0: We certainly do. Tony, on an infrastructure front, you know, we, we got some some big wins. We got the five hundred million committed to the early work on the high speed rail between Newcastle and Sydney. Again, I'm not sure if that's going to come before I'm dead or not. But anyway, we've got the money, so that's the main thing now. We've got the the um, two hundred sixty eight million dollars for the Musselbrook bypass. Um, you know, we've got uh, we've got the ten point five million set aside for for a town upgrade also for Musselbrook. But there are some key areas that uh, that are not there, and that. Uh, I'm I'm assuming are going to be on your question mark list for uh, for the next couple of uh, couple of days and weeks. But the M one extension to Raymond Terrace, the Singleton bypass, and the Newcastle inner city bypass, where did they factor in any of our budgets? Are they in forward estimates? Have we seen them there?
1: We believe they are. Um, certainly. Uh a big part of our advocacy in uh, in coming months and ongoing will be to ensure that they are not uh, dropped off the list. There's certainly no indication that they have been. Um, you know, those commitments uh, uh, have been made previously. I don't think there's any specific line item in this budget to say that uh, more funds allocated, but uh, that's part of the advocacy and, and lobbying that uh, Business Hunter uh, will be doing uh, to government. Uh, we'll hold them to account, and, and those things I'm sure will proceed. We all know, and, and everybody that's uh, been stuck at Hexham at any point understands the importance of completing that link. And, and it's not just a link for this region; that, that's a link for the entire state. You know, we've got a, a largely connected highway from um, from Melbourne to Brisbane, uh, and it's one of the last remaining links.
0: It really is. It's a vital link, and as you say, the Hexham shuffle, as as everyone comes down and goes back up uh, each and every day, it is it is a big bottleneck, it, and it's getting worse. So uh, we definitely need to, to unlock that uh, that there.
1: Absolutely, and, and equally, I travel the. Um the uh, Newcastle Inner City uh, Road past John Hunter every day, and you know we're we're spending um, over a billion dollars on the hospital. Um, but that work is progressing, so we know, we know it's there. We know it's happening. Um, we're not overly concerned that there was no specific mention in this budget,
0: Tony. There was also a, a big song and dance about uh, affordable housing, and that's something that Bob and I have been rabbiting on about for uh, for quite a while now. But they've promised a million homes over five years. Tony, my question to you: You know, you uh, you're in the industry. Um, you know what uh, what the the trade shortage is like. How are we going to build a million homes in in five years when we can't build and repair flood damage at the moment? Where are we getting this workforce from?
1: Yeah, look, Tracy, it's a bit of a, a chicken and egg thing. Um, the workforce won't come here if they have nowhere to live. Um, so. You know, we're looking to attract workers, but so is every other region in the world. Um, doesn't matter where you go at the moment. It seems that post-COVID we have a, a, a labour shortage. Um, what I'm pleased to see in the budget is there's, um, there's more innovative and we're starting to have the conversation about how do we engage and better engage, more efficiently engage all of the workers that we currently have that we're, we're not fully utilising, you know, and in particular there, because, we, we, you know, we've talked about migration, we've talked about skills, um, training for the young. We're starting to talk about the fact that we're now living longer and with much more vitality. So the idea that you know we get to 65 and we just um, shuffle off that's an old-fashioned idea. We've got to look at how we more flexibly engage with those people that are transitioned to retirement or have recently retired. and I think there's a there's a big pool of people there that if we can make it more flexible, they already have the skills, they already have the knowledge um, they add tremendous value. And they're much younger than my father and my grandfather were at that same age. Mm-hmm. They have the vitality, they're keen to work, but they just don't want to do it five days a week, 40 hours. Um, so the government's raised the threshold in this budget. It, it's not big, but um, you can now earn close to 12000 instead of $8,000 um, before it aff- affects your pension. I'd like to see that much higher.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I'd
1: And I'd like to see public and private enterprise get much more flexible at how we have a conversation with these people. If they can give us four hours on Tuesday and six hours on Thursday, let's embrace that and say, that's great because you've got value. So, so there's that section of the workforce that I think is underutilised at the moment. Um, we also have, of course, uh, people who are either primary or, or part carers, um, and there is some support for, um, for that in, in the budget. We've got to keep that conversation going. You know, we can't allow people to sit on the sidelines or penalise them purely because, um, you know, they have children. Mm. Um, We've got to become more flexible how we think in those things. Um, We're still stuck a little bit in the 1950s thinking where you you did one or the other. You you either had kids or you work or you retired or Mm. you worked. Mm. Um, Those two things are, are not separable anymore.
0: Tony, it really is going to be an, uh, an interesting next uh, two years, there's no doubt about that. As, uh, as someone who is a, a business owner, and uh, you know, you have, you've had HL uh, Mullane for, what, 30-odd years now? Yeah. How tough has the last two to three years been on you, and how much are you, uh, you know, forward-thinking and looking at this projected 50% increase in electricity prices? How are you looking at the next uh, five to 10 years of business?
1: Yeah, look with, with some confidence. Um, I'm a big believer in cycles, and we truly have been through a very tough cycle. Whether whether it's COVID, um, the, the weather has a massive impact on our business, and, and that's not universal, but it certainly affects a lot in in the construction and the um, the infrastructure industry. Uh, a lot of our work is outdoors, and, and we've had it. You know, we've been talking in that industry about the incredibly wet period for two and a half years. Um, it seems as though uh, the mainstream have just picked up on that conversation in the last couple of months. But but like all things, that will change. We, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll go through dry periods. We certainly appear to be moving out of COVID. Increased costs, a massive impact uh, for all businesses at the moment, um, whether that be that fuel, energy, raw materials, um, that cost will be borne by the community and hence this budget is quite conservative because i think we all accept that um you know we're going to be paying more for all of our products and and our resources Mm. so from an energy perspective um our business is is not directly impacted too much but certainly we're going to see uh you know transitions to electric Mm. vehicles um, those sorts of things fuel costs are a massive cost on business at the moment but We've just got to find a way to to work around that, and that'll be fought by finding more efficient ways to utilise those, and and probably transitioning more to um, you know effective uh, energy.
0: Resources. It's interesting you say that. I just got back from the UK, um, where obviously the budget had a uh, a little bit of an effect on the economy over there, just, just a little bit. Yep. But but you know their government has brought in the cap of uh, of twenty five hundred pounds per per household on the electricity bills. Um, you know they've they've really put a cap on that because some of uh, they were looking like prices going up to you know six and a half seven thousand pounds per home. Um, which obviously is fourteen and fifteen thousand dollars a year when you're converting it over here. Would you uh, would you be encouraging that we look at caps on electricity if we are continuing to rise around that fifty five percent mark?
1: Yeah, I, I'm not a massive fan of, of government intervention in that stuff, but I um, but uh, but equally, we have some significant challenges ahead that we haven't quite felt the pain of in, in cost of living. Um, the problem, I guess, with when we cap. Uh, the amount chargeable for electricity, are we really encouraging users to use it with more respect? You know, I, I think there's uh, there's some work to do community-wide for us all to tighten our belts a little. And, and, and as, um, you know, as easy as that is to say and, and hard as it is to do, um, we, we have some real challenges coming up with mm. the cost of fuel, the cost of groceries, the cost of energy and the cost of mortgages. And quite simply, our wages are not moving and won't move uh, to keep pace with that. So, you know, something has to give, and that means we have to find ways to, uh, to live more frugally or more economically. And part of that is uh, better habits in, in the use of our energy. Um, and that ultimately is a good thing for the planet as well.
0: Absolutely. Tony, I've got a 15-year-old daughter who the minute that it is cold, she'll have a singlet top on and she'll turn the air conditioner on. Um, she'll be as hot as hell and she's got a, a hoodie on. It's just basic things like that, isn't it? Put your hoodie on when it's cold and take it off when it's hot. Like it's We don't need to immediately go for that air conditioner and for that uh, that easy alternative. We've got to change the way that we do things.
1: Couldn't agree more, and and, and i am at the risk of sounding old. Um, I, I have cho- children myself who are really good at turning things on, not so good at turning them off. Um, but but you're right. Even um, you know our, our workforce is um, predominantly young people, and uh, the first uh, thing thought to do is to go to something electronic to mm-hmm. warm us rather than bring them more clothes or uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, as you say, a hoodie. Hmm.
0: You, you and I are showing our age now, aren't we? We need <laughs> <Absolutely>. to behave. <laughs> we need to behave. Look, <laughs> I, thank you. I, I... Thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. And uh, I hope Bob's enjoying uh, his time over there in Bali now that he doesn't have to do the um, pre-budget stuff. You're doing all the post-budget stuff. So I hope he's having fun. Look, just uh, to finish, please keep them honest, won't you? These things that are in forward estimates, let's find out where they are. Let's get some commitment on all of this. And uh, as we always say, as the Democrats used to say, let's keep the bastards honest. And thank you so much for your time.
1: Good on you, Tracy. Thanks very much.
0: That was Tony Rhodes, the uh, president of Business Hunter, talking about the budget. What do you think? Were you happy with the budget? Did it help your cost of living? Not a great deal in there for me, I must admit. But you know what? It's all about the greater good at the moment, isn't it? A well-being budget. Now we know what that looks like. Newcastle in the Morning takes you through the big events and the most talked about stories of the day that matter to you and your life.